You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Smart Wrestling Fan. Here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops. Ah, we're on the road to WrestleMania, Vlad, the Impaler on the other side. I'm Silicon Steve Valley, and we are talking WWE. Just got finished looking at SmackDown, and we are set for this Sunday's pay-per-view, last one before WrestleMania. Vlad, the Impaler, are you as excited as I am? I mean, you said we're on the road to WrestleMania, and it's like 40 miles of bad rope. Road is like what it looks like. Um, it, taking it, the back roads, taking the back It's really a. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, just potholes, flooded out portions. Um, uh, some dude named Reginald. I don't know what the hell's happening here. Their booking is like how I go shopping when I'm stoned off my ass. So yeah, it's not it. even exaggerating. I'm like, oh, the milk. I should go this way. Fuck, but the peanut butter's over here. Ah. So, yeah, they got a lot of different things happening that, which we we talked about. We're going to use some of what we use in pre-production. It, it really does. We'll start with Raw. We'll go over that briefly. Nothing to write home about at all. Lashley and McIntyre. You talked about it. No build whatsoever. Like, and it's it's just like a wet fart, man. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, And those guys have some history, you know, even in other federations. So it's like it's just. You know, like, hey, all right, it's no doubt McIntyre deserves to go against Lashley. Uh, this is the best that we got, and just roll with the people. And it's like, okay, all right, I guess we'll pretend and just, you know, bypass any sort of semblance of a storyline. But it is what it is. I mean, okay, we'll deal with it, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we're going to watch it and just do it anyways. Um, so we don't really even have a choice in the matter, especially with no live crowd reaction to this. Um but yeah, I don't know what the alternatives was. And that's one of the things that we sort of talked about with Sheamus versus McIntyre. There's like no sort of stipulation and just win, lose, or draw, McIntyre is going to go and uh, be there against Lashley, which um, I like Drew McIntyre. I'm a, a, a fan of his. I wouldn't say I'm like running out and buying his merchandise, but I'm actually hoping Lashley wins at WrestleMania. I'm, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of a title reign. And having him continue this because I'm more more sort of uh, curious about where this is going with him and the hurt business and then anything else on Raw. So I have no idea what to really say otherwise. I mean, the the tag team title thing. Like, how do you take the tag team titles away from the hurt business right now? Why? Yeah, just to throw it on New Day, just for age. Yeah, for AJ and and his bodyguard to wrestle them. I don't get it. It, just to give AJ something to do at WrestleMania is what it comes down to. It's what it really, yeah. literally comes down to, and and they're gonna have a they're gonna have a good match. But the tag team division, mm-hmm. it just that's why I don't give a fuck about their tag team titles. That's why FTR said we don't care if you give us the tag team titles. We're leaving. 
These tag teams, tag team division uh-huh. means jack shit. So I'm not excited about it. I don't care. Good for AJ. Get become a Grand Slam champion or whatever it'll mean for his career. Uh-huh. If he wins, it's just it's just again, it's no build, wet fart. Wet fart build, and that's a main that's that's gonna be a tag title match at WrestleMania. Fuck. Whatever. Stupid. Yep. So you got McIntyre Lashley. Yeah. Don't walk there. Whatever. Um, it's gonna be a good match. And these are all gonna be good matches, folks. The WWE puts on decent matches usually. You know, I mean they're cookie cutter. They usually are the same fucking thing, but they feel the same. Let me rephrase. They feel the same. You know. You know, where you, where you look at other yeah. styles, you have different different wrestlers have different styles. A lot of these people, they booked and they are under the same stylistic umbrella, which is unfortunate. Um, so I don't know. But that we, and uh, you know what, dude? I'll use a lot of the stuff from earlier for the Raw episode, too, because I thought a lot of it was good. Okay. We don't have to reiterate it, you know, because we'll lose it. Because I thought a lot of it was good. We can use before we, you know, some of it yeah, was yeah, good. No, yeah. And yeah, we could just go right into SmackDown here. So, uh, one thing, yeah, you know what? It's one thing. Uh, let me uh, let me bring up. And uh, I just had a thought in my mind. Hold on a second. Um, let me collect myself real quick before we move on to SmackDown about Raw. Um, oh, this is it. Uh, as far as their booking on Raw, right, and them not having anything to provide. One of the key things that's been missing in recent weeks is none other than Keith Lee. Big mystery surrounding him. And certain dirt sheets, I know you're not a big dirt sheet guy, but basically what they're throwing out there is that uh, the quote is that Vince McMahon doesn't quote, unquote, get Keith Lee. So therefore, they're not even putting him, they're giving him the Aleister Black treatment (laughs) at this moment. And it's like, you know what? Like that guy's like in tune with the fans. But Vince doesn't quote unquote get him, so you know what? From what I read, is like he's not even showing up. They have nothing. Well, so it's just another aspect of Raw, you know, and it is what it is at this point. Yeah, I mean that might be the case. It might not, but let's just talk about the the reality is that it's another waste of talent that could get called up to NXT into an abyss. It's just another one, you know. Absolutely, it's another one. They have they've amassed so much talent. That's why everyone again we've talked about it. That's why we're so disappointed with WWE because they have this all this fucking talent that we're not getting a chance to see blossom and perform for us because an old man who doesn't get today's wrestling style anymore is still emperor. And you know what? Yeah. He fucking deserves it because he's the most influential man that the history of the business will ever see. So he deserves it. You'll have to fucking deal with it, and, but it's stupid. And and so, what's the hurt business going to do? I mean, at least have a they'll probably have a triangle match because they don't they do that in WrestleMania to get everyone on the card. They have a bunch of three way matches. They'll probably have a fucking six man um, a six man ladder match. Actually, they might not have it this year. It looks like they're going yeah. for. Um, but we'll get into we'll go into the card for into that a little bit later. But yeah, Raw is just. I mean, the Randy Orton and Fiend thing, which we talked, which we touched on. Yeah, garbage. Went up and down this, and and I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre. I've soured on him since he put that kilt on. And I don't know if it's because of the kilt. Maybe I'm racist toward my own people, but eh. you're you're Scottish. Yeah, I got some Scott. I got some Scott in me. 
Wow. I used to have some scotch in me, if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the good old days. But uh, no, but at the same time, I, you know, I, I just when he did the sword thing, it's just the fact about him is that he was kind of this. He had this indie vibe to him. Even though he was a big fucking dude and he got to start in WWE, he really cut his teeth on the indies, and that's how he became a great wrestler. And now they're giving him this sword. They're giving him this mystique and this persona that he never really had before just to give him something. Oh, let's give let's give him a kilt. Scottish. Piper was Scottish. We should get the red one. The red one. The red one. Uh, it's passe. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. So that's getting stale. And like I said before, I think it, you're missing that secondary title now where the little guy, look at all the, look who has all these championships. Matt Riddle's your smallest champion. He's not exactly small. No. All, all the guys like AJ Styles and even Seth Rollins to a lesser extent, they're all on the back burner right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they are, man. So, but, so shifting gears, let's go to a, a decent episode of SmackDown. Not great. Uh, I did like a couple things. Uh, did you see? How much did you see of SmackDown? Did you know about it? Did you see a lot of it or not really? Uh, I saw none of it. And you were going to go and talk to me about it and get my reaction. I know that. I was trying to act like we didn't know that. And I was going to talk to you like it was a natural conversation. On to SmackDown. And it opened the show with a women's SmackDown championship match. Sasha Banks against my whole, I mean, Nia Jax. And, you know, it was uh, a situation at the end. Shayna Baszler got into the ring, and I guess she kicked her partner down by accident, causing her the match. And they talked about it later on. So they're building some kind of feud, which we knew. Again, oh, two single stars. Make them a tag team. And then split them up for a storyline. <gasps> okay, cool. Yep. Cool, cool. Like, I'm not even going to spend any time bitching about it because it's what they do. That's what they fucking do. It doesn't matter if it's men or women. That's what they do in their tag team division. This is disgusting. Anyway. Well, well, let me just add one thing. I, I wrote about it this week. They are really mishandling the women's tag belts and they're totally mishandling this feud between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Especially that. And tonight didn't... Tonight took an interesting turn, actually, and I'll we'll get into that. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins came out. I fast-forwarded through it. Kind of promo about how people don't like him or people treated him like shit, but they respected him. And anyway, Shinsuke came out and beat him up a little bit. So they're feuding now. I guess they're fighting at now they're fighting at fast lane. Nothing. I'm not. Whatever. I mean, that was another kind of fart in the wind, baby face turn for Shinsuke. Whatever. I'm not even fast forwarded through Rey Mysterio and his kid versus the Street Profits. But the Dirty Dogs, which is idiotic too, uh, because they spell it with a W. They were doing color commentary. And Rey Mysterio and Dominic beat the Street Pop Prophet. So the Mysterios are really, they're becoming a little bit of a viable tag team here, beating the former, uh, one of the only tag teams that are actually in the WWE. So there's that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not big into them. And honestly, I'm tired of, of uh, Rude and uh, Ziggler as well. I'm tired of them. I didn't watch them that much. Um, I, yeah. They were on commentary. I didn't. Again, I fast-forwarded it. I'm assuming they talked shit on both teams in a very oh, yeah. way. That's what I, you know. Yeah. Um, the mean and dastardly Otis and Gable then face Rey Mysterio. So moments after overcoming Dante's or uh, Street Profits, Mysterios were bested in an impromptu challenge from Gable and Otis. When Otis's devastating splash off the second rope got them the victory. So there's that. So what? Okay, cool. Why are they? All right. I guess that's a tag team now to be on the lookout for. Um, I did hear that Shorty G's contract is almost up coming up this year. Yeah. And I think you told yep. me that. That is going to be exciting. Because everybody everybody that knows wrestling knows how good this kid's going to be. Everybody. Just needs the opportunity. He's comedic. Yeah. And you see, you see who's welcoming him, right? No, what was that? Yeah, you mentioned it, but please uh, remind me. Yeah, FTR is already like making like sort of uh, let's put it this way, illusions towards him, and they're big fans of his. So that's somebody who I could see them like getting into AEW. Oh my god! And who knows where he'll go from there? I mean, if you can go back and watch any tag team, you want to see some great tag team matches in WWE, you go back and watch American Alpha and FTR when they were the Revival. Holy shit. Those were some classics. You told me about Revival, and they were facing American Alpha, and I just couldn't believe how good that match match was, the first one I saw. So, Uh, you know, what? again, it's just what you see in AEW, it's just there's so much to do in AEW. It just... You get excited to start to think about some of these possibilities. But, again, that's all. We'll see what happens. You get excited about that because you're optimistic they're going to do something good. Where WWE, it's like, oh, cool. They got this guy. Oh. I mean, he'll be cool in NXT for a while, you know. That's pretty much my yeah, and, and, and Yeah, and really what it comes down to now is like with WWE, it's like I'm, I'm just waiting to see how they're basically not going to go and apply the talent correctly. And that's where I have an issue with like the way they're handling the Bianca Belair like feud with Sasha Banks. They nowhere near the women's tag team champions uh, and that feud. And and honestly, like what I wrote in, uh, on our page, Reginald, like why is he the 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 center point of these two championships? Why is some dude who's nothing but a glorified James Elworth uh, out there? Because we haven't seen that before, and basically he's the he's the linchpin for both of these feuds. Bianca Belair and Sasha have enough personality on their own to go figure out what to do and how to do it. Okay, and now I got to go and watch him show off his threads on not this last SmackDown, but the SmackDown previous to this. While a match is going on, they cut to him, I think, two or three times to show off his new threads, and he's dancing up there and just being a distraction, and and a complete distraction for the home audience. And again, that's another uh, creative decision to go and do that. And I can almost feel like Adam Graves just cringing at how bad this is. (laughs) It's legitimately legitimately the worst part of SmackDown. And you have two very talented... 
superstars in the making here. I mean, Sasha Banks literally five months kicked the shit out of Boba Fett. Okay? <laughs> this is a crossover talent. Okay. Bianca Belair is on the verge of becoming a household name. And what do they do? Oh, Reginald. Why is Reginald even in the same breath as these two ladies? Vince probably likes him, or Pritchard likes him. They think he has some good entertainment value. I guess uh, it's such it's such garbage, man. Yeah, I, I I don't even want to get into the thinking as to why. Just I'm angry at the fact that it is. So yeah, it's just um, it's one of the issues that I have with SmackDown. It's, it's actually probably the only issue I have really with SmackDown. Like Otis and Gable, you just mentioned. I'm waiting for them to start. Jo- Otis anymore? Is he a heel? Is he a funny? Is he Chris Farley or is he uh, King Kong Bundy? Vince don't know. Um, Chad Gable, if he's not going to go and sign up, they're going to job job that guy out, man. And and the kids, he's a he's a talented wrestler, man. So, you know, it is what it is. And then, oh by the way, uh, Ziggler, he's from the Cleveland area, right? He asked. That's why he and Miz are best buds. Probably back. Okay, so there's the dirty. So, and not that you wouldn't mind that tag team. Um, but yeah, you know what? Like there, there's your dirty dogs reference. Like, Hey, Ziggler's at the point where, Hey, let's refer to NFL teams. I root for. Okay. You know, um, I guess the Toronto Argonauts was not cool enough for rude side of things. So, you know, yeah, I've had enough of, of, of like Ziggler, Ziggler would needs a good Ziggler would be good to go to Japan at this point. I think. I think he needs to change the scenery, man. I like when Kevin Owens cut that promo on him. He's like, "It wasn't me. It should have been me. It should have been me. Well, maybe it should have been you, or it could have been you. But maybe in about eight years ago, it kind of was you, but not really." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. And when he said yeah. Alberto uh, Del Rito left, when Alberto Del Rito, Del Rito came back, Del Rito, that's what I call him. Alberto Del Rito came back, and Kevin Owens said, guess what? He said, everyone, you came back, nobody cares. <laughs> and it, it was so true. Nobody cares. True. Totally true. That's another thing. John Cena has one of the best U.S. title runs in the history of that title, possibly the best. And that's a shoot. And then they bring this jerk off back, who, by the way, whatever, jobs him out right away. And it's like, that's the one time I was, like, really pissed off Cena lost. I was like, why the fuck did Cena just drop the title to Del Rito? Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was bullshit. But that's just one of those things. It's like, ah, remember he was, people loved him. No, they didn't. No one loved him. I don't know. I wasn't watching back then. Yeah. So, yeah, and honestly, that's one of the things I've read that like that was a big um, point of contention between Triple H and Vince. Vince thought Del Rio was like a superstar, like a crossover Spanish guy, you know. And Triple H is just like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. Like he's rolling his eyes. We can't do anything with him. And oh, by the way, he's a piece of human garbage. Yeah, he is a piece of shit. He is so bigger, bigger dick than Seth yeah. Rollins. Wow, look at you taking measurements. Well, I have jerked off the page videos before. Full disclosure. Oh, okay. Attractive woman. Hmm. 
God bless her. Sorry about that, Paige. Anyway, so uh, King Corbin, this is where the night kind of worked for me. I fast forward through the match because Corbin was on it, obviously. But I noticed yes. that there was some there was some visual rickety rackety happening with Kevin Owens. Actually, oh, Kevin Owens was out, and I guess last week Sammy actually asked Kevin to be part of the documentary that Sammy is shooting. So saw that. Yeah, yep. as part of the story, they're wrapping up the documentary right now, and he had a match with Corbin. Something happened with the referee was kind of bitching at Sammy, stopped Sammy from doing something illegal, and got distracted. Sammy got upset. Corbin hit him with uh, the end of days, wins the match, gets out. And then Sammy goes to Kevin. Sammy, or Kevin, did you see that? It's bullshit, it's bullshit. And then Kevin basically said, no, nah, it's not bullshit. You should have lost, what have you. And then Kevin Owens turned, really turned this way. And I, so I was like, well, Sammy's going to have to come and kick him in the face. And then two seconds later, Sammy kicks him right in the face. So <laughs> you're setting up. Kevin did this really like pronounced turn. So he, mm-hmm. so, he so you'd make sense where he wouldn't see the peripheral of the little Huluva kick. I mean, I have air there. Yeah. So the positive about that 2016, Sammy and Kevin had one of the best matches of the year. These guys are going to steal the show if they're going to wrestle at WrestleMania. First of all, kind of fast forwarding it though. Another not a little like you couldn't do a better build with these two fucking guys. And you're just setting this up now. But whatever. Listen, there's 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 not enough history there, man. No, but it's gonna be a great match, and they're gonna tell a good story for the next three weeks. So it's better than what it's better than nothing. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. I was like, uh, you know, of all things, like, you know, they can't t- they can't take it to this th- these guys' history from El Generico to Kevin Steen and the, yeah. to their time in NXT, which is basically what made me an NXT fan was when when Kevin Owens turned on him that first night. It was great. Yeah, it was. It was- but yeah, let's just. Jam them down our throats again, and you know, <laughs> we have a two week build up. Let's do it now. I hope there's one day where those two guys are fighting for the major titles of, of either show. I really do. I really do. But we'll see. Yeah. Not anytime soon. I need big guys, muscles, big sweaty muscles. Fuck that shit out of Mrs. Cornet. You think Vince ever fucked? You know what the thing is? I don't think these big time wrestlers would be banging her. She's kind of big. No, they're, these are guys that are hoping to make it into the business, and he's like wielding power over them. That's actually pretty shrewd. <laughs> Some dangerous liaisons right there. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. It's kind of shit. But anyways, um, <laughs> then then so we have that going on, but I'm excited about that. Though there, it's those two guys are going to make whatever they're given work and work well. So hopefully they give them time. Then weird, man. Really weird promo, I thought. First of all, okay. Biggie and Apollo Crews, they are really building up steam and building up heat. Mm-hmm. So Biggie is going to defend the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews, who obviously changed his gimmick a few weeks ago when he turned heel. He is now, apparently, he now speaks with an accent. So, yeah. I mean, I guess over time you can... L- 
lose an accent, but can you gain an accent? I don't know. And it's funny because you can tell it's a fake accent. He's probably mimicking somebody in his family because he's Nigerian, you know, and that is a lot of that is a shoot. So mm-hmm. it's just goofy sounding though. Oh, you don't understand. Maybe you don't d- deserve. Like he's just using, it's just ridiculous. And it's just, I don't buy it. I'm not buying into it. The thing is, he's really talented, but I'm just not buying into his character. But before that, Biggie cut a real weird, emo- it was emotional, but it was really weird. It was, he was almost, I don't know. He, he was almost manic. You got to watch it. I, I can't describe it. Okay. it he's like, no, Paulo, no, Paulo. He was like really acting. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was really like losing his shit. He was so upset his friend betrayed him. Like, it was, like we see, we see friends a lot bigger than that betray each other, and they don't act like that. He was just like, Apollo, no, it's done. We're done. You talk about reconciliation. There's no reconciliation. You got two days. And then he said, but it was a good promo. It was interesting, but it was different than you ever would expect from Big A. It was. Not angry, intense Biggie or goofy Biggie. It was really, really sad, but angry Biggie. And it was just one over. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was like two weeks ago, uh, the, the one I saw too, he, uh, scratching that surface as well. It was a little bit more emotional, um, you know, a little bit like he was close to snapping. Yeah, and he did snap tonight, so I don't know what – his accent annoyed me, so I fast-forwarded it. Uh, I guess he said something, and Biggie attacked him. So they are setting up for the Intercontinental title on Sunday. Next match, Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, doing that thing with WWE does so very often. Let's have two matches, and they'll intertwine in storylines. That way we get more content. <laughs> Smart. So Bianca Belair, just like – Sasha beats Shayna Baszler. Actually, it actually ends in a no contest. I'm sorry. Um, it's originally started out with Sasha coming out to support because Nia came out with Shayna. So Sasha, because Bianca was by herself, came out, looked like she was going to back up because Bianca backed her up during her match. But then Sasha said, you know what? I think you got this girl. Love you. And then she left and bounced on her. So that was kind of cool. Sasha kind of maintaining that little edge, that little heel edge that she's always had. So I like that. Not that she's a heel, but she does those little things where she still cares about number one. And this is going to be fun. Why don't we add some more shit to this tag team division? So on the same night that the WWE Fastlane tag team partners squared off, Bianca Baylor, Shayna, Baszler collided. And as they were met, they were wrestling the obviously this this the probably the hottest up and coming tag team in the women's division, the natural fit of Natalia and Tamina comes in, beats the shit out of everybody, and showed why they should be in the tag team title match at Fastlane in two days. So there's that. So it looks like we might have some Natalia and Tamina involved in a three-way dance at Fastlane for titles that mean jack shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say, man. 
it's I, like I, I sensed this with the Tamina and Natalia thing a week ago when they ended up winning in that match. And I'm like, that was the match where Reg, Reginald was like dancing on the table. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, they're going to really put a belt on Tamina, aren't they? they That's what I was feeling. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Reginald was not there tonight. I They had a reason for it. I forget what it was, but uh, I don't know what the real reason was. Maybe he got COVID because they had another outbreak, apparently, at, at the Performance Center. So, you know, it was another person that, you know, it was another person I read that wasn't there for for either NXT or uh, Raw Triple H. Oh. So you think, yeah. You think Triple H might have uh, the COVID? I'm not saying that, but like it was noted that he was not at either show, and Vince was evidently uh, behavior of certain people at NXT. So I don't know what happened there, man. But looks like they were playing uh, with the COVID dice. And Vince has been really anti. Apparently, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, Meltzer has confirmed that Vince was freaking the fuck out that there were a lot of stars that were out and about not wearing masks going out to parties and not following the proper protocol and because the wwe has gotten such terrible press for their the way they've handled the covid this entire past year it's yep. just another black eye for vince so vince is freaking the fuck out because it's, he's got stockholders to worry about you know he didn't, if it was just his company he would just tell you to fuck off Back, be- you know, don't forget. Back before the WWE was a st- was a publicly traded company, Vince told Bob Costas. Mm-hmm. Remember with the Bob Costas interview? Vince did not care. He told you exactly what he thought. Oh, yeah. Now he got a stock owners. He can't. He gotta. He's got to toe the line a little bit. You know. Yeah. So. And and in addition to that thought, he's also leading into the biggest event of the year for him and it's also the first event that they're going to have a live audience which i think they're go- they settled in i think on twenty five thousand people a show so again this is going to be big and he needs his entire staff to be there and if they're not being careful uh, it's really a bad time to get sick so i can see why he's getting pissed i actually agree with vince oh absolutely one thousand percent honestly uh then the Main event of the night, Edge makes his return after 10 years off of SmackDown, and he beats Jey Uso. Not really a surprise there. Edge and the special special enforcer, the winner would be the special enforcer in the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match, uh, which adds a nice little wrinkle to it. So I'm starting to look a little bit more and more like it's going to be Daniel Bryan added to this at WrestleMania, if I had to guess. But, um, yeah, so the match was weird. I fast-forwarded through a good portion of it. I did watch the end, and Uso was kind of in control. He hit a splash, and then he edge kicked out. And then it was just they kind of shuffled around a little bit, and then Edge just went off the rope, hit him with a spear, and then it was over. And it was almost surprising because it was so anticlimactic. But that wasn't really the big part of the story. The big part of the story is Roman Reigns comes out, and Spears Edge right away calls out Daniel Bryan. When Daniel Bryan goes in, he gets attacked by Jey Uso. Jey Uso then throws him in the ring, and then Edge, or I'm sorry, Roman, then Spears Daniel Bryan, and Roman standing tall with the two presumable opponents at WrestleMania. 
one definitely on this Sunday, then Edge on for WrestleMania with Brian as well. And Roman standing tall going into Sunday night. And Edge will be up the enforcer in that match. So you know Edge is going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's definitely some beef going on with Daniel Bryan and Edge here. And it's almost like they're sort of uh, branching off and, and including Daniel Bryan into this overall feud as well. So uh, it'll be interesting seeing how they how this unfolds on Sunday. Um, but I, I, I'm starting to get the gut feeling that you're going to see a triple threat match here. Yeah, WrestleMania, I would agree. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah. I would agree. And, and we're going to get into a little bit of what of our predictions of what's going to happen at fast line, fast line and fast lane as well. We'll get into our predictions for fast lane. When we come back. Hey everybody, it's Kelly Williams and the 40 something podcast is kicking it in high gear. Not only have the boys announced they'll be at some kind of jam 15 on April 29th through May 2nd, team Jen Zen is going to have some amazing guests over the next week. Episodes with Kyle Capone Wilson, this pro-black podcaster brings a completely unique and oftentimes ignored stance from the black community. Then we will have popular photographer and life coach, Brittany Lee Mason, to talk about her bouts with losing both her parents in a calendar year to being depressed and suicidal to someone living her best life and the healing journey it was to get there. Then as we seem to be winding down from this horrific pandemic, we'll have community organizer, Rima Salmon, as she goes through her healing journey and her amazing story of organizing an entire community to heal by building a COVID memorial to help others and herself grieve from a loss to this disease. And Sharon Osborne talks about calling her Asian producer on her show, a wonton. No, 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 love. I would never make an Asian joke. No, no, no. I wouldn't fucking do it. No. It would be wrong. <laughs> Sharon, that's wrong. All this week, on 40-something podcast with Valley and the Big. Hi, Spots and Sheep Pops. We are back, and we are previewing Fastlane. We are in the Fastlane on the road to WrestleMania, which is shaping up to be one of the biggest duds of a WrestleMania ever. But we're going to give it the love it so richly deserves. Now, Vlad, we will say this. As the Impaler knows, we are now tied dead heat. Going into this pay-per-view. And I am of the end. I have now, we talked about this in pre-production. We have come to the decision that I will pick every single match on the pay-per-views. Is that fair, Vlad? I mean, I think it's heroic at this point. Thank you. I thought it would, I thought you thought, I'm going against my principles. But more importantly, letting a fluke like you take me out by picking Matt Riddle, which person will Matt Riddle beat this week? Will it be Otis or Shorty G? You know, will Bad Bunny lose the twenty four seven title on the pre show? I don't know. It's a matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you made a good point. I should at least give the old college try. And if I'm not good at it, tough shit for me. And it's, we got to, we got to man up here. So I, I'm going to man up and I'm going to take on your challenge and face that challenge head on as I'm going to pick every single wrestling match on every pay-per-view there. 
Uh, yeah, but I again, you want me to say mine first? What I'm, my gut instinct is here, fine. So I'm not uh, persuaded by you. I'll do that, but I might change. And I'll tell you, you know what's the one that gets me right now? And and you can edit this out. I don't give a shit. Or you can keep it in. I don't care either which way. Right now, at the heart of it, the one that I want to see and then I'm a little bit iffy on is actually Big E against Apollo. The yeah. other ones I think I'm, I'm pretty sure of. That's the one I'm like, I, I need to actually see the promo and, and, and get a vibe for that. But I'm just being frank with you on that one. And uh, beyond that, and you know what? Like, you brought up the Riddle match. I actually think, I think Ali might actually win that. I do too. I think that you're probably going to have some them two, okay. some other belt. Yeah. So I, I, we can start actually. Like we can start with that. That's the number. There's eight matches on the card, and I'm with you. And that, okay. and that actually will be a pretty good match. But didn't Ali just beat him a couple yeah. weeks ago in a singles match? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I probably skipped over it to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, we have Riddle versus Mustafa Ali, and you're picking Mustafa Ali. Um, as of right, yeah, I'm gonna say Ali. I'd, I'd, I, I probably, should, I, and I'll be honest with you, you know, it's the only thing I saw between Riddle and Ali is that Ali was doing something with retribution, and I swear to God, this is all I saw. Riddle cut through their promo riding a scooter <laughs> and made some sort of weird noise. And, and that to me is the extent that's the extent of the uh, feud that I saw. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing something that Ali says or something that Riddle has said otherwise. But right now at this moment, I'm going to, you know, for the sake of this podcast, I'll say Ali. I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with Riddle. Because I think Ali beat him a couple weeks ago, and I don't think Riddle loses to him twice. So that's the reason okay, I'm going okay. with Riddle, just because that's WWE booking. Not to no, say I, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. So, yeah. but I think it's going to be a decent match, but I don't think Mustafa, they're, they're looking at Mustafa Lee as a guy to be a champion. I think they might have Riddle uh, get this one. He just won it too. So I don't think, I think it's Riddle's first pay per view title. Yeah. So I think Riddle wins this one for sure. I'll go first this next one. Yeah, at, at the back of my mind. Yeah, the, yeah, and you know what? The, just another quick note on the Ollie Riddle thing. The back of my mind, I could see maybe that U.S. belt being the uh, basis of like a ladder match, which they love to go and throw into like WrestleMania. And that would be a way for like Ali to lose it and then feel like he was slighted or something. But yeah, I'll, I'll just go Ali with this one at this time being. And I, I got to look a little deeper in it. But yeah, I don't know. I just scooter thing got me laughing. <laughs> no, I, I like Riddle a lot, man. I really do. I, I'm not shitting on Riddle when I say Matt Riddle, but he's, you know, where he's at right now. Uh, so I think it's going to be a good match, too. It's a match I'm going to look forward to. Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. I'll pick first this time. So mm-hmm. it's like. You know, whoever picks first, you know, what have you. Or did I pick first last time, actually, didn't I? I, I, I picked Ollie first. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I will say Seth Rollins is definitely going to win this one as well. I know they're trying to make Shinsuke something special or what have you, but I think what's going to happen is Seth Rollins goes over, beats the shit out of Shinsuke after the bell as well. 
Even though I could see Nakamura getting like a cheaper victory, but then Rollins attacking after the match. But mm-hmm. I think Seth Rollins wins and he beats the Shinsuke a bit more and possibly Cesaro comes out to make the save. Or he just beats Shinsuke and then beats him up a little more after the fact. And then that's how they take the Cesaro, Seth Rollins level to a new. Yeah, I would say I would say Rollins as well. The other thing I'm like looking forward or like looking towards mania with these people involved, like, are they going Cesaro versus Rollins, but, or are they going Rollins, Buddy Murphy versus Shinsuke and Cesaro? Like, I'm not sure what, what the reading between the lines there, but you know, either way, it should be a decent match. I don't think Buddy is part of the equation because he, there hasn't been much mention of him. At least tonight there wasn't. He's been hanging out with Rollins on camera, trying to get back into his good graces. Bring the friendship back. Is it Buddy trying to get Seth Rollins to be his friend again, or is Seth? Yeah, and yeah, and Rollins is playing. Yeah, and, yeah, and Rollins is playing hard to get. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, that that'll probably have something to do with it. Or does Rollins face? I don't know. I you you would hope and think they would be part of. Some kind of title picture, but what title could there be? So I don't think that's part of the equation. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm hope. I'm, I'm hoping you. Just, I'm hoping just it's Cesaro versus Rollins at WrestleMania. They put on a clinic. Yeah. And uh, it could be a, a one that steals a show, but it, it just it's interesting to me that also Nakamura, who used to be Cesaro's tag team partner, and then you have uh, name Buddy Murphy. Also involved, I'm like, are they just trying to like figure out what to do with them for the main, for the big daddy, you know, the granddaddy of them all? So, I don't know. Uh, I would say Rollins wins as well. All right, cool. All right, we're on agreement on there. Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. Who is your choice? Uh, they're not. They're not actually wrestling and and fastlane. Oh, that's what it says right here. This has been pulled. Oh, well, there you go. Well, uh, it's my understanding it's been pulled. All right, good. Because that fuck. And, and then let me make a quick comment. Yeah, let me let me make a quick comment on that. Did you see what happened at Braun Strowman on Raw? No. What happened, at Braun Strowman on Raw? Uh, um, he was have a match with Shane. Shane somehow, and I and I saw the clips of it, not from beginning to end myself. Uh, but basically, uh, in the interaction between Shane and Braun Strowman, Braun, uh, Shane gets the upper hand uh, with Braun Strowman on the, the announce table. And uh, what ends up happening is, and I'm not even joking, somehow or another, the remember Nickelodeon Slime from like uh, Double Dare? Oh, yeah. Loved it. Um, they slimed. Braun Strowman with the green slime from Nickelodeon. Did he say, I don't know? That's where the... Uh, no. And then basically, this is where that feud has gone. He got slimed. Well, I mean, you get the reference, right? You could have went with the reference. The I don't know. If he said, I don't know, that he should have gotten slimed, because that's what happens when you say, I don't know. I'm shocked I didn't get slimed no, I, right I there. didn't get the reference. But yeah. he brought you can't do that on television. That's what that was from. People got slimed when they said, I don't know. So you went with a reference and I even took it deeper and you just didn't get it. You didn't you didn't know the reference you were playing with a little bit, you know. 
little 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 bigger gun than you thought. You know? So like that's where they've gone with the owner's son versus the bit one of the biggest talents in their roster. They've slimed them basically was what I was trying to get across. Idiotic. But See, they're not wrestling, so there's no reason. Yeah. Oh, it's still ridiculous. At least they didn't use the same shit that came out of Randy Orton's mouth, so that's good. Which happens to be the best segue ever because next is the intergender match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. So I I don't know if this is going to be a cinematographic match. Are they going to do something in the ring? Uh, I'm picking Alexa Bliss with Fiend returning. If I if I had to guess, they're going to have Alexa Bliss out. Northern, she's going to be evil. Randy's not going to know what's going to happen. Next thing you know, uh, the Fiend appears. Michael Cole has a coronary. The Fiend is back. The Fiend is back. And then all of a sudden, it's a no contest. So, I mean, yeah, no contest. that's what I'm seeing. Like, I can't imagine. Either. Yeah, that's my prediction. I'm going to say Alexa gets the pin. I think there's going to be a pin here. If it's a real match. I don't know if it's going to be a real match, though. If it's not a real match, then it's going to be no contest. So, okay. Yeah, if I it's mean, a real match, if it's a real match, Alexa gets a pin. I agree with you. If it's not, no contest. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Uh, yeah. It's it's just funny. It's just, you know, Michael Cole, you mentioned Michael Cole. I can't believe the feed came back. He was burned alive. Oh my God. I've never seen anything like it. And like 20 times the Undertaker did that. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's so surprised. And they, for the last three months, they've been alluding the fiend coming back through Alexa bliss. It's like, he's been asleep during each and every one of these segments. He, he took like a, a sleeping pill before, before those segments. He's like, he has no point of reference. Yeah. Believe it. He's back. We've been. <laughs> hey, no shit. Oh, uh, Michael Cole is the worst man. Hey, can you imagine being a Samoa Joe or even a Corey Graves to a lesser extent? Or somebody who's pretty decent at their job and have Michael Cole be your fucking boss. Can you imagine that buffoon? Ah, he's the worst. Yeah, it's, he's not, yeah, they they need new blood there. And Tom Phillips and the other guy that kind of sounds like Tom Phillips and looks like Tom Phillips, they're just Michael Cole twos and threes. They just remind me of Michael Cole when Michael Cole was getting clowned by The Rock back in the day. You know, he wasn't her. He wasn't hermaphrodite. Yeah. He kept on calling Kevin Kelly a hermaphrodite. Called him Hermie. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So yeah, so we're we're the same there. Then of course we have a match. Uh, who cares, really? I don't want to say who cares, but I'm gonna anyway. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, another no-holds-barred match. They just had a no-holds-barred match or no-DQ match that ended in a new contest, which died, you know. I Wasn't that like the Hell in the Cell that ended in no contest with The Fiend and Seth Rollins? Like, what? Yeah. So Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. So Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are going to have another physical, devastating match. It'll probably be a good match, but we've seen it a few times already, and I'm not excited about it. I'll probably not watch it. I'll probably do schoolwork. Wow. So there you got. Oh, I have to. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Drew McIntyre for sure. Okay. 
I'm a little unsure. I don't know. Um, yeah, hold on a second. Good night, huh? All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going Seamus, but with it being a, a no DQ match, to me, this has a little bit of uh, Lashley getting involved in costing McIntyre the match. You and know, now there's heat. That's a very fair point, and Lashley is not booked. Yeah. So, and it, and know, he's going to be there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, gonna, so the champion gets set up. You, that make, you make a very good point there. Um, I still don't know if McIntyre drops that match before, but maybe that's why. You know, we asked about it before. We said, well, why would you have this match not be a stipulation? Well, maybe they want Sheamus to go over to give Sheamus a little bit of a rug, a rub on Drew Yeah, yeah perhaps. I, and, and honestly, I, I don't want to be contrarian to you just for the sake of it. Yeah, I hear uh, what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, but it's just I'm I'm thinking openly here, man. And um shit. Yeah, it bothers me that Lashley has nothing there, and I, I think he's gonna make an impact. So uh it kills me to th- even say Seamus because you're gonna use these numbers against me and flash your belt. Um I'll try not to be as obnoxious as you would think I would be. <laughs> um Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, my son. Uh, yeah, how'd I recognize you without they're, your sandals? They're both um, they're, they're both from West European countries. Yeah. Such a yeah, oh God. Screw it, man. You know what? Like uh, you know, the last time I went against McIntyre, I lost. And that was one of the ones that you were holding over my head. Um all right, so instead of picking that, pick which mm-hmm. one you think fucked Cornette's wife, Drew McIntyre or Sheamus? Sheamus. See, I thought McIntyre spent more time on the indies, so McIntyre probably had more of an opportunity to bang Cornette's wife. <laughs> probably, yeah, he probably had to. It's a good point. He wasn't lifting weights with Triple H. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go Sheamus. I think, I think with there being no stipulations – I can see Lashley costing it. McIntyre putting his friend over. Maybe they put Sheamus in this uh, this crazy ladder match that I'm booking for the U.S. title or something, and you know he continues on with his success. I don't know, but yeah, there's just something weird about this match going to happen. And and where else are you going to draw heat within these amount of weeks before WrestleMania between Lashley and McIntyre? You know. I mean, this is. I, I'm going to go Seamus. All right, cool. I, 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 right as of right now, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. But you make a great point as to why Seamus makes sense. So I'm, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, then we have the women's tag title match with, with Nia Jax and Shayna Blazer with having their little trouble. They're going to have the wonderful and talented, your favorite Reginald, with them, and they will go up against the. WWE EST, which I finally found out tonight what that means. You had no idea? I had no idea. I didn't know she was the est of everything. I didn't know that. I thought EST stood for something. It does. Everything. Best, quickest, strongest, etc. etc. Yeah, but it's just an est. It's not I thought it standard stood for like Everybody, screwed. oh no, no, 
Cornette's wife. If her, if her last, if her first name starts with a T, that'd be great. Everyone's no, it's not that. Tanya. She's the EST, and it applies to all those words. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, I do. This is a weird because you saw Naya and Shayna have issues tonight. And it's just going to boil over. And they weren't very friendly to each other after the fact either. If if you see Tamina and Natalia anywhere near that arena, that pay-per-view, they're walking out of there with those belts. Well, they challenged them tonight, but if it, I don't think it's official yet. Uh, so I would assume they are going to be part of it. So are you going to say Tamina and Natalia gets the tag team titles? Uh, all right. Let's, let's put it this way. Tamina and Natalia, if they're in that match, I think they win. All right. If they're not in that match, uh, I would say that Baszler and Nia Jax win. You know what? Yeah, I'll say they, they're going to walk away champions. Let's put it that way. There's no way Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are going to win yeah. the titles. Um, I so, don't know. They would you know, do that. I, I mean, you, 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 you don't think WWE would put the titles on those two just for at least for a week? And then they think they can drop it to whoever else. And then they would drop it to Tamina and Natalia if that's the yeah. case. Like, I mean, yeah. exactly. WWE is not yeah. above that. Let's put no, that no. on the table. We've seen them do stupid shit like that before. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, Jesus Christ. They're, They're so booking so bad. You can't even believe how bad it is sometimes. Which yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to think logically, and then I start thinking like them, and I hate myself. That's, that why, sense? I hate, that's why I hate picking all the WWE matches. Because it's like trying to figure out which hole the chicken's going to run into. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the chicken's going to do. Fuck, fuck do I know what the chicken's going to do? Chicken does what the chicken does. WWE books the way the WWE books. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I'm I'm with you. I'm on the same page with you there as well. I don't think Sasha and Bianca do it, but at the same time, I could see it. Yeah. That could that could form their bond, especially after Sasha walked out on her tonight. She told us she was before the match. Yeah. But if they maybe they have to form a bond because you have two baby faces, you want to build up a little bit of heat. You have a title match, then I know what they could do. Get the, give them the titles and then they could have a problem as tag team partners, which gives them more heat. And then they could have a fight again. WWE never does that. By the way, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler confirmed for WrestleMania. Exactly. So, yeah. You're definitely going to go see them. They're not going to be a tag team at WrestleMania. I, I would say that much for sure. They're going to wrestle. Um, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to. It's long-term long story. And maybe Nia Jackson a triple threat match. What happened? It is. It is. It's like the pinnacle. <laughs> it's almost like the pinnacle. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see a triple threat match there, especially if Charlotte leaves. Yeah. Or is going to leave. I could see them doing Shanna Baszler, Nia Jax versus Asuka, like triple threat match. Yeah. And they can kind of work the dynamic that Nia and Shayna have been working, and then it's just throw Oscar's crazy ass around. <laughs> that would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oscar got have a lot of juice. Not a lot of juice yeah. there, though. No one's going to care, but whatever. No. Yeah. All right. So I'll say, um, I'm going to say Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax 
shit. You know what? There's part of this is what sucks, dude. And I'm sorry to keep you like later on this. There's part of me that thinks that they'll lose by disqualification and keep the belts. They've been trying to stay away from DQs on pay-per-views, though, lately, because people get think they got screwed out of their money. Another thing that we haven't mentioned yet with this pay-per-view. Yeah. It's the first one on the Peacock Network, or Peacock Streaming Service. Ooh. Yeah. It was right. <laughs> All so right. this is a dry run. I can't wait. The Nigerian prince, or whatever his gimmick is now, Apollo Cruz fights for the Intercontinental Championship. This, they've, I think they've wrestled three times the last couple months, so this will be the fourth time. Uh, but he just turned heel, and his new character. I'm speaking of Apollo Cruz, and they definitely upped the ante in terms of the emotion tonight. They brawled throughout the ring after a very emotional promo and the fake accent. So this is interesting because we're kind of waiting for Apollo to take that step. And a lot of people are rumoring that Biggie will be fighting for, uh, for the universal title around SummerSlam. So is this a situation where Biggie drops the title to elevate himself to the next championship yet? Or do you think Biggie just has a balls on great match and holds up to the intercontinental title a little longer than you know, most? Champions. Mm, uh, it's this is the one that I got to really like, sort of like pay attention to these promos a little bit and see if Tippner had any which way. Um, I, I think no matter what, Big E will walk out of WrestleMania with a title. The question I, I can't wrap my mind around currently is whether or not he's walking into WrestleMania as a champion. So that's where I'm sort of wondering if, like, Apollo steals a victory, gets a major title on his waist as this new character, and then probably drops it in the rematch at WrestleMania is sort of where I'm thinking could happen. And that's where I'm, like, a little bit iffy. Um, yeah, and it's like I, I kind of want to pay more attention. This is a little bit they're, – they're, they're, you know, creatively speaking, they're trying something here at least, and I should probably pay a little bit more due diligence. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the sake of right now, Jesus, I'm, I'm going to say Big E wins for the sake of right now. But I could change my mind there, man. I got to see a little bit more about it. But I'm just letting you know how I'm thinking. And, and you know, you, you've been very great about, like, mentioning how, hey, they love the happy ending, if you will, at WrestleMania. Big E winning in Florida and Tampa of all places, I believe his hometown, right? Doesn't get much happier for him there, you know, and um, especially as a singles champion. So I think no matter what, he's walking out a champion of some sort there. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the case. I, I think it could, go, it could go either way. The way they book, I could certainly see Apollo getting the title and having a nice little three-week run, and he loses it. So I'm actually going to go with Apollo because yeah. I think that actually makes the most sense to with the way they book. You know, Biggie's already beaten Apollo. A few yeah. times. Are you really going to have him beat Apollo a fourth time? I don't think so. I yeah. think Apollo goes over here, and then Biggie reclaims his championship at WrestleMania to walk out the Intercontinental Champion. So I actually am going with the Prince of Persia, or wherever he is, Apollo Cruz, And then finally, 
the big one, the big dog, Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan with Edge as the special enforcer in this match. Where do we go here? This should be the main event. I'm not sure if it will be. I'm assuming it would be. I don't know what other match would possibly be. It. Yeah, it has to be. It's got to be. So where do you where do you go here? Does Daniel Bryan sneak his way into the main event at WrestleMania, and he doesn't? Does he do it by beating the Big Dog this week, this Sunday? Just to be clear, is that the exact stipulation that's here? If Daniel Bryan wins, he's in the main event at WrestleMania. Well, if he wins, he's going to fight Edge at WrestleMania. Ah, winner, okay, okay, I got you. Winner faces Edge at WrestleMania for the title. But obviously as the defending champion. Oh, man. I would say Roman's going to win, and there's going to be something really crappy that happens between Edge and Daniel Bryan where – He's going to snake his way into that title match. You're going to have a triple threat between those three guys. Yeah, I think Roman walks out champion. Uh, I don't, that's all I can say about it. I don't think anything else. Yeah. I guess we have to pick something. So I'm going to say, but how do you get Daniel Bryan in the match if he doesn't win or something happened where uh, no contest or him victory? How do you get him in that match? That's going to be the question. Um, Edge hits him. I'm going to say Edge hits him with a misguided spear meant for Roman, and it costs Daniel Bryan the match. Uh, and the thing is, like, I, I, I read, I read, uh, I really do believe Bryan's I don't know how you do it. I I think maybe you have a no contest or maybe you have Daniel Bryan possibly win. I mean, I could see that too. I really could see Daniel winning. I'm not sure. I'm open. Well, then how would you get Roman in the match? He's a big dog. He pull, has strings. Paul Heyman has strings that he pulls. So Roman and, and Bryan should be a very, very good match. Gun to your head. Which one do you got? I'm going to go with Roman. It would have gotten to my head though. Yeah, Roman wins. And then one of the things I read, too, is I guess in the promo tonight, Edge makes comment about the uh, need of the face from Daniel Bryan, which is sort of setting a table of, like, maybe him getting a shot back in at him, or he owes him one. Yeah. I mean, they definitely have not been – they haven't been complimentary. You know how a lot of baby faces are used. Oh, I can't wait. No, Daniel Bryan is saying, no, this is my time. I I don't know how many more times I have left. I'm going to do what I can, and it's my – and I don't really care about Edge. And you kind of like that. I hate when they're, oh, all respect to you. Oh, all respect to me. You know, it's – you know, eh, I don't like that too much. Yeah. Yeah, from what I've seen, the interaction between those two has been right. It's like – they both had similar injuries. They both came back from retirements. And honestly, this is a sentimental deal. Like, if they are both in the match against Roman at WrestleMania, yeah. um, I think it even maybe tells a more complete story here because, <sighs> you know what? Let's put it this way. You and I have been very big on Roman, right? And and I was even thinking about this the other day. If Roman were to win this title match at WrestleMania, um Okay, what are they going to do? Maybe drop it once or something before next year's WrestleMania that's in Los Angeles. 
that probably is going to have The Rock's career at stake there. I I don't see that. I can see Roman agreeing to like drop this, especially if he's not the one getting pinned. Yeah. And and feeling slighted and especially if Edge wins it, uh, which will be on his what the 10th anniversary of him retiring of all things. And Vince loves a happy ending and he's big on sentimental dates. So, you know, maybe that's part of this deal. So, uh, it makes it maybe a little bit easier for, uh, and, and Roman doesn't look weak in the slightest. If that happens, it's like Brock losing and, you know, because either Seth Rollins or, or uh, Roman are in the match against him, you know, exactly. It makes perfect sense. That actually makes all the sense in the world. So I'm, I'm kind of with that would be the way to go about it. And I think also to put Daniel Bryan in that spot would be great for WWE as well to put his talents there. So um, the second year in a row now, because then what are you going to do with Daniel Bryan with three weeks to go? You know, that's the thing. I mean, when you have guys that really don't have anything else going on, except for the storylines that they're in right now, you got to start. They're as talented as say Daniel Bryan is, or we talked about, um, you know, got a couple other guys before. It just you're as talented as Daniel Bryan. He's not got nothing going on. If he just loses, and then well, what does he do for WrestleMania? So I think Daniel Bryan definitely gets gets in there. I have an idea. What's up? Ooh, you were excited about it. You you can bring you can bring back Eric Rowan as his bodyguard, and he can challenge New Day for a tag team championship. <laughs> and he could be a heel. Just turn him heel again too. And listen, I love that. I, I loved him. I loved him as a heel. I loved the the uh, the the natural wood grained world title that he held. I thought I loved each and every moment of that little reign that he had going there. It was all about it. Oh, it was brilliant, and he was speaking the truth. That's the best part. He, everything he was saying was true. Fickle. I never realized. Fickle. Yeah, I never. I, I never realized how fickle I was as a human being until those speeches. He's right. He's, he's called him fickle, and they are. The WWE Universe is fickle as they come, and he's just mocking them. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't work as well, though. I mean, they, they turned a baby face because they, they loved him. It was very similar to uh, the Stone Cold heel turn when he went with WC, first with the man and then with WCW. You know, he did uh-huh. a really good job. It wasn't like Austin wasn't good at it. Just the fans loved him so much. It couldn't work long-term. Yeah. yeah. It really is funny. Yeah. It's very similar. You know, it's like, all right, well, it's, you know, we, we got our, we got our mileage out of it. So it's time to change. I think it was both like six months. I think it was both of them around the same time. I think so Austin turned heel at WrestleMania that year. And then I think he, turned babyface right after the Survivor Series that year. So he had, what's that? Nine, yeah. uh, eight, eight, month, eight months. And he turned heel in November. And I think he turned babyface. I forget when. But um, it was, I guess it was, like an, it was like a year. That was almost a year. I think it was shortly after the turn to SmackDown. So, yeah. I mean, I... I Possibly there's, oh, you know, they can always get him in the match any way they want. So I'm going to go at Roman. They could always have something weird like Edge cuts a promo. Daniel Bryan deserves to be in this match too. And they somehow get him in the match. You know, just something like that. Oh, you got to see uh, Talking Smack, man. 
with Heyman. For tonight? Yeah. Why? What happened? He, 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 he totally mocks Raw. He, he throws such a shot at Raw, it's hilarious. That's what, that is funny. <laughs> you, you know he's liking it because he's, you know, that was his baby and he was ran out of town and now it's the worst. I think he called it the worst yeah, shit on television right now. I think he called it unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch it as soon as I get as soon as we get out of here right now. So those are our picks. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. We'll get back with you guys next week talking more AEW and WWE. We'll have the review of this pay-per-view and I think by the time we talk next week, we should have a real crystallized card of what WrestleMania is going to look like. So that'll be exciting and kind of getting into, even though, as we said, this is a really weirdly and quickly booked WrestleMania. It's as if they're living life in the fast lane. 